episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Toki Anikawa of Sargantanis, Melo Targaryen of Fairy, Betty White of Hyperion. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Breaking news. Fast Talk up here reporting outside the Hall of Flames. It seems that the Old On Syndicate has just released a new policy for their armed forces. It appears that all male cat girls, female dick giants, and potatoes have been relieved from active duty and banned from enlisting in the Immortal Flames. A press release stated, quote, In order to maintain a distraction-free militia, all men, cote, femro, and potato shall be removed from active duty. When questioned, a high-ranking official who did not wish to be named state, quote, You know, in shower locker room confrontations, you see the water glistening off a large, throbbing Mithra Budokok, and you can't get that image out of your head the rest of the day. Of course it's going to affect your performance on the battlefield. We are just talking taking a proactive step to prevent a catastrophe. Plus, they aren't as strong as a normal male. We further inquired about the removal of all Lalafell, and they responded, Oh, well, given their small stature and weak bones, they wouldn't be of much use either. We figured we'd ship them out on the same boat to save time and effort. We responded with facts indicating that on the battlefield. One's cunning and equipment has a much greater effect on combat than racial attributes, but the official declined to comment. Gridania has also expressed interest in adopting a similar policy, stating, quote, The Elementals share a similar viewpoint. When we contacted the Elementals, they declined to comment. More on this story as it develops. Live from Aorzea. Limit. Break. With your hosts, Unhero. Now behold the horror you have wrought. Kahlo. I said don't take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode 152. Glad to have everyone with us. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio is where you can find us live each and every single Sunday. That's here at Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Glad to have you along. If you're listening live and you want to hear uh, maybe some older shows, you can find those over at LimitBreakRadio.com. Full archive of our shows going back all the way to uh, 2006 when this show started for Final Fantasy XI. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate having you along. Let's uh, kick it on over to our Eorzean Studios. You can join us if you want in the uh, Goblet Fifth Ward plot number 30. That's on the Sergeant Tannis server. Joining me, of course, is uh, my crew, Nika, Juxta, Kahlo, what's up? You almost started the checkpoint thing there, didn't you? Almost. You almost did. I heard it. Almost. I heard it. it, it, it all of these different scripts are starting to get mixed up in my head. Oh, that's awesome. I know, right? But the thing is, is like, like you noticed when we were in Vegas that on the ins and outs that I went into autopilot mode. Uh-huh, sure did. That's only from being able to do it for a year because you noticed that I wasn't able to do that out at E3. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember. I yeah. Do, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of advantages to be able to put yourself on autopilot and just go. Just go. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Appreciate having you along. We are, uh, by the way, back from Las Vegas. Uh, 
uh, if you didn't hear uh, the checkpoint fest happened. It's all no, over. The checkpoint radio. The checkpoint. The checkpoint radio crew got invited out to the opening of the esports arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. We were out there and uh, had a great time, and uh, want to thank uh, the uh, the Luxor and Allied Esports and Esports Arena for having us out. And uh, if you want to hear that episode, that will be here live on the channel following today's Limit Break Radio starting at 6 p.m. So stick around. That's here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we had a great time. And, and I mean, like, dude, we did like double the amount of work that we normally do. Oh, my God. It was so much fun, though. Like, like to be completely honest, it was so much fun out there. And please stick around and listen to this show. As yes. far as like especially live shows go, this one honestly is probably one of the most legit things we've done. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks for joining us. We want you to we want to hear from you. We had a ton of calls last week about Eureka. We want to hear more about it. 810-515-8715. Limit Break Radio slash discord if you want to uh, give us a call on discord um, but we want to hear from you are you still doing Eureka are you still engaged with it um, because I'll tell you what uh, this week I have not been anywhere near a Final Fantasy 14 uh, I, I that actually, by choice or because you've had other stuff to do oh tons of other stuff to do yeah, like, see, wait, I'd uh, like to know if there's anybody out there who hated on it the first day and even now after all this new information everyone's really dove into it because it feel, feels like a lot of people have sort of changed their mind at least a little bit is there anybody out there who still adamantly hates this well and i think that you know after a week that's the real test of content yeah, because i'd say so you know a week or two out if you're now bored with it or if you've been, been you know if 90 percent of the community has been able to poop sock what they want out of it you know is that indicative of a good system and i mean uh, again i think that there was a lot of you know good stuff that was started in eureka but uh you know we want to we want to see if that's going to still be interesting in two weeks and six weeks and eight weeks because that's how long content has to sustain a community in a game like this. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, so uh, real quick before we uh, get into FF14 news, uh, a couple of things that uh, we wanted to mention. Patreon.com slash LimitBreakRadio is uh, how this show is supported. Uh, the latest round of postcards from Eorzea have gone out. And uh, they featured me. You should have it by now. I, I just saw I mine do. on the, yeah. uh, the counter when I left uh, home this morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it, uh, it showed up when when we were in Vegas. So, um, uh, you know, a twenty dollar donation is uh, what gets those. Um, they're super fun. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Um, we've also been talking for a while about our new show that, uh, you know, will replace final Encountercast, the let's be real podcast. And, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of been considering, uh, a couple of things, uh, you know, in regards to that, um, the way that final Encountercast first ended up, becoming a thing was because of your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Um, and now, you know, it, it, we kept that show going for a hundred episodes, uh, despite wherever the total was at, uh, over at our Patreon account. And, uh, you know, we, we've kind of been, we've been thinking 
uh, about you know we you know we we saw it through to a hundred episodes, and I think that you know we need we need something to motivate you guys uh, to get back involved with the Patreon. And, uh, you know, the, we've we've had a, a couple of people reaching out saying how much they're looking forward to uh, the Let's Be Real podcast. Um, you know, we've we've certainly uh, been hearing internally and and, and uh, you know, from our own fan base that uh, that people are, are very excited to hear the show. Uh, the thing is, is that I think that uh, we're going to have to push that Patreon total up a little bit more before we unlock the let's be real podcast well if you remember you know originally i think at thirteen hundred dollars was when we we said we were going to launch our uh general gaming podcast as it was referred to back then right and our then monthly at, one right our monthly one and then at two thousand is when we were going to make it weekly and, right and we had actually reached that so quickly <laughs> that you know it, it went basically right into being produced as a, a weekly show and you know we stayed above that for for quite a while and when we first started to to uh taper off and fall under that uh checkpoint had started and in checkpoint uh, that early was kind of dependent on fec you know we were still getting into the groove of how to program that show and what type of uh effort and research went into it and uh, we kind of tested out a lot of topics and and news items on fec first um but checkpoint has kind of outgrown that and, and is pretty yeah. sufficient on its own but obviously still takes quite a bit of 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 work and uh yeah uh, chris you said today that our patreon tonal is technically below even 1300 yeah it's at uh 1228 if so if you look not... at the, the stretch goals it says we would like to produce a whole new gaming show gaming as a whole yeah right so, <laughs> so I mean, that, that's how far below we are now right so uh here's the thing and uh you know with fan fest coming up we've got some you know some expenses that that we're going to have to take care of we want to be able to go out to fan fest and uh especially now yes, with please. with the with the esports arena that uh that's at the luxor i think that we could probably throw a pretty badass after party oh, out there yeah. okay? it would make insert coins look like right kids party it, it, it really would yeah it would make insert coins look like a ball pit in the middle of a fucking empty <laughs> arena all right seriously i we really want to do this right and you know we, we, we between our conversations Conversations out at uh, at Vegas this weekend, and uh, you know, th- it seems like that might actually be a pretty reasonable possibility. Possibility. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need, we do need your help. This is a uh, you know, this is a purely f- crowdfunded effort at Limit Break Radio. So patreoncom slash radio uh, We could definitely use your support, um, and uh, I, I definitely think we're going to go and adjust some of these stretch goals. Oh, you're, yes, not, yes. you're not far from being able to unlock uh, the Let's Be Real podcast. But the thing is, is that we want to be able to make sure that that is uh, s- sustained and funded. And so uh, that can only be done with your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Um, we, we, we do. We thank uh, all of our long term supporters over at Patreon. You guys have been uh, amazing. And, uh, the, you know, we we really think that we've got something that's worth 
funding. So, uh, you know, Patreon again, patreon.com slash limit break radio is how that is how that is done. All right. Um, also, uh, something that I wanted to mention just before we get into the news as well uh, is that uh, while we were out in Vegas, uh, we talked to a lot of a lot of different people, a lot of important people, a lot of important people. And uh, we we have something that uh, we're pretty excited to, to be able to share uh, for Easter weekend. So uh, we want to encourage all of you guys to tune in here at Twitch tv slash limit break radio eastern uh easter sunday and uh we'll have a special presentation for you we can't really tell you much about it but it's definitely well, we can but we're not going to <laughs> let's, let's be clear let's be real we're not going to tell you <laughs> we're not we aren't going to tell you but uh yeah we we really we can't tell you so uh oh geez. is it news time yet no Stop it. Close. Let's but be real news. Let's, let's be really news. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, make sure you tune in Easter Sunday, twitch.tv slash limit break radio. It is definitely going to be an episode that you uh, will not want to miss. Limit break radio presents simply juxta with your host juxta postion brought to you by hashtag praise juxta hash praise pazuzu. <laughs> praise Pazuzu. Juxtaposition. Yeah, I like the just the juxtaposition. <laughs> what is that? That's that's horrific. Austin, yeah, they forgot the eye. Uh, something else I'd like to add uh, on top of that too, guys, is the the following week. So uh, two weeks from now um, uh, is that we're planning on doing. We're we're returning to the Limit Break Radio trivia game. Trivia so, contest. Uh, that's right, trivia contest, which means that you guys are going to have uh, some chances to stump us with questions, but we might also have some new rules, but uh, I have to get uh, together with Kooky, see exactly what our prize packages are looking like, but if you guys uh, want to earn some sweet swag or maybe even some uh, potential cash shot pets or minions or whatnot, uh, be on the lookout on our social media for that. We're going to get those details out as soon as we can so that you guys have plenty of time to prepare for that. And that's in two weeks. Remember, two weeks. Not next week. Right. Next week. Special surprise episode. It's going to be great. It is. It's going to take like the whole episode, right? <laughs> and I promise it's not just a Nero doing a stupid voice. Oh, but it could be. <laughs> What's wrong with my stupid voice? I'm a dragon. Well, you got to make a voice. I'm a dragon over here. <laughs> <laughs> Come right. on. I do awesome voices, guys. See, you're just talking your normal voice again. Can you actually give us a funny voice? What, is this a funny voice? You're still talking your normal voice. Oh. Did you guys know that up at college, Nero actually did the voice for a Dark Knight character on a cartoon? I did. Wait, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, he really did. His name was Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm oh. not even fucking joking. <laughs> That's cool. Was it Batman? No, it wasn't. You can actually, you can find that on on YouTube if you look hard enough. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's still out there. I found it while I was really, really drunk. Ah, uh, that does not surprise me. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's what we've got coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks here on Limit Break Radio. All right, let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a Limit Breaking News update. 
All right, so uh, this week in news, we don't have any like real official Square Enix or Lodestone news, but a unique story from Reddit of all places. I know, I know, just hear me out here. Did come across our radar. Now, normally we only bring Reddit threads onto the show when we need to showcase a bit of drama or or spice things up. Motherfucker. Hashtag Juxta on your podcast. Hashtag Mutane Nero. <laughs> Mutane Nero. Uh, th- that Wait, mut- mutane yourself. That, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. He wants Sorry. To, to mutate a Nero? Uh, just, oh, oh, just, just, oh, the, just, just, okay. Thanks just for blowing up. Uh, no, yeah, uh, muting an hero doesn't oh, work through donations. Mute. Sorry, I gotcha. I thought he said mutate. I said mutate Mutane Okay. Uh, so anyway, the praise, most, praise the, juxta. the most you get is that I'm gonna leave the room and refill my drink, and so it's gonna sound like I'm muted for a few minutes, but I'm actually not. So bye bye. Okay, here we go. So anyway, a uh, story from Reddit. Um, now, this story actually shines uh, some light on a real problem that PvP has that is a direct result of Square Enix and has yet to be addressed in any meaningful way. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just read the OP's post here. It's uh, not, it's not too long. but uh, oh, th- Thanks, Motherboard. Yeah, right. We're going to motherboard it. Here we go. Uh, So the OP says, Sorry for posting this since I usually don't feel the need to cry to others, but I really need someone to talk to. This is my first season ever getting into the feast since I wanted to give grinding for the new mount a try, but learned that players there were much more cruel than the stories I've been hearing. Well, yeah, it's PvP. People are going to kill you. I've been queuing up as a healer for Feast, studying videos, reading up on guides as much as I can, but I still can't perform with the top tier players. Okay, that happens. Practice makes perfect. Just earlier today, though, I was matched with seven high-ranking players and couldn't keep up with the healing even when bursting out all of my cooldowns. Suddenly, my entire team stopped doing anything. Then the other team stopped doing anything and decided all to gather around me, marked me with ignore one, and laughed at me while spamming good job. All seven players did this for the remaining four minutes of the match. I know players tend to disconnect or generally throw matches to get out faster, but never in my life have I been treated as such absolute garbage. It was like something only the most paranoid person could think of. I spent the rest of my day crying to myself and feeling like a worthless piece of trash, even going to bed early just to make the day end. What makes all of this worse is knowing one of the people involved was a streamer, so I know they were putting on a show for their fans. Nobody deserves to be treated this way. I can't even bring myself to attempt the feast anymore in fear of getting these people again and just having this all repeated once more. Now, I'm not really sure exactly what we were planning on doing with this when I first read that, but uh, what was interesting was the following comment. The very first one at the top was actually a comment by the bard who was on the opposing side of the team. I'm not going to read the whole thing because they actually wrote quite a bit, but I, uh, I do want to read the first few paragraphs here and talk about a few of the things that they did mention. So they addressed the OP and said, I was the bar on the opposing team, and there seems to be a huge misunderstanding here. Please read through all of my posts to understand how crazy this is, how we saw two completely different things happening. Now, until I randomly read your post here before going to bed, what I thought happened during that game was that the healer of my opposing team, you, got some connection troubles, and that out of respect, your team stopped playing to force my team to stop playing as well for a fair game until you would be back. Uh, They actually also provided a screenshot of said match with that the, uh, the the OP's character just standing there and some of the things that they mentioned was that I guess at high rank play in the feast that this is something that that teams actually do out of respect is if someone DCs or seems like they're DCing both teams just stop playing and wait for the other person to come back in hopes that the match can continue and basically 
stay fair, right? One of the things they point out is that their team can't see the other's icons, so they can't really speak to whether or not there was the ignore mark on them, but on his screenshot, there was the attack one, but they were the healer, so of course they would be focusing them. Something else they mention is that in PvP, hello spam isn't used to... Uh, Greet to, people. To, to, to greet people or to make fun of them. It's actually used as a way to communicate since, you, you know, Square Enix took out the chat function. Right. So spamming the hello emote is actually a way that top PVPers communicate to each other like we're ready to burst now on your signal. Start the countdown. Right. <laughs> um, hello. Over and over and over again. That's what I do. When, oh, over and over and over again. Yes. Okay. That's yes. what I do when I'm about to, uh, yes. to jizz. So. <sighs> Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, throughout the whole hello, thing, hello, 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 hello. okay. Throughout Sorry, the continue. whole thing, Jesus. the commenter was honestly extremely polite, very courteous. Uh, invited the OP to join a Discord for new feast members. You know, really wanted them to come back and said that in looking at the OP screenshot, it does seem like maybe her team was trying to bully her. They did have the ignore one and were spamming some emotes and whatnot. But overall, I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this was how. Simply, all of this could have been ignored, or all this could have been completely uh, uh, avoided. Resolved. Resolved if the OP, when first coming in, had a way of saying, hey guys, by the way, I'm new. I have been watching videos, reading guides, blah, 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 stuff like that. But, you know, be patient with me, because I think we've all done that before in whether they're, they're new raids, new dungeons, or or whatnot. And people are usually pretty accommodating to that, so long as, you know, you're, you're forthright with the fact that, hey, I might not be able to stay up to your guys' kinds of speed, right? So I guess my, my question to you guys is, is this something that Square Enix should finally start to address because uh, uh, Nero on a lot of shows you know they've been coming out with all these different PvP changes they've really been trying to push the feast as like next level esports type stuff right <laughs> but I can't wait to watch them in the Luxor yeah right but you still can't <laughs> chat with your team um see here's it, it, uh, what I find interesting about this is that you've got two completely different perspectives and both of them on their face seem pretty valid although i do kind of think that maybe the second guy is back paddling a little bit just to try to save face and save his ass right well, because if he was on if he was on the actual player's team i would agree with you but he was on the opposing team so there's no way he would know exactly what was happening yeah. the other in his i suppose screenshot, yeah. it also shows that people weren't gathered around the healer like cheering uh there were two of them that were sitting down over to the side somebody else was like over by some box they definitely weren't gathered in a circle in any yeah, way it was the the main the, his actual team that was probably bullying him and that they yeah. had the attack icon because they were ready to actually play but at the same time at the same time this is uh, you know i i feel like this is someone who's taking things a little bit too seriously and a little bit too much to heart you i don't know? know i feel like if i Did was standing I... there and seven people started like picking on me and you couldn't even say anything like i would feel like shit i've had <laughs> dude i've had people calling up and trashing on my fucking parse for three four <laughs> episodes now come on I grow, know, grow, a little, grow a little bit of thick skin here here's my question for you Nero. uh the op didn't give any names or anything like that so what would this bard have to save face from i mean yeah maybe and, and had there not been a screenshot, I might have even said, oh, this is just someone, I don't know, faking it to make them feel better or or just whatever. But the fact that they actually had a screenshot of the match, I think, you know, proves the validity well, why there. Why did they have a screenshot? That was weird. It, the, why like, would you screenshot that? The original poster said it was 
he knew that it was a popular streamer, so he could have got the screenshot from the stream. Well, something else yeah. the, something else the commenter said as well in, in regards to taking the the picture was that they were actually going to take that picture and share it with one of their discords because, you know, a lot of people say that PvPers are mean and rude and cruel, and they actually wanted to use this as an example of, look, guys, I was in a match, and when someone was dis- disconnecting, both teams stopped playing to let them come back to be fair to each other. Really? Yeah. I was going to say would, that. You would screenshot that? That's a screenshot worthy? I, I, I guess. No, it's to prove it because otherwise I'm like, no, I never see that happen. What are you talking about? You're well, like, but what? I mean, like, it's a, isn't that a strange thing to screenshot? Like, how would you, if this was an innocuous event and if, it, you know, if it wasn't actually harassment, right? Why would you screenshot it? Why would you even think twice about it? Because they're on the other team and they don't realize the other team's harassing them. They think the other team was waiting for them to so come back. So why would... Right. Why even screenshot he it? He wanted to why use bother? it as an example to his friends who think that the that, feast is you're, full. You're, that is making up context. You're just making no, up context. No, this is what they said. This is what I'm saying they said. I'm not trying to come up with an answer. This is what the commenter said. Mm. It's, it is possible if you are very active in feast groups and then people are like I quit feast because everyone's a jerk you'd be like no look I was just in a match where people were really nice and it like, just I would, and I it would, just I so happens that the fucking match that you take a screenshot of is the one that blows up on reddit like I, I, I don't know it doesn't seem to add up to me Ah, oh, this feels nice. Nika's being optimistic again, and Nero's back to being a cynic. <laughs> Finally, there's balance. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, like why? If again, if it's if it's no big deal, why even bother take a screenshot of it? And if it happens all the time, looking for Dark Knight with 1952 plus DPS for normal mode Omega PM for invite. <laughs> I don't think it was 1950. That's a little high for a Nero. It's 1951. Well, he wants oh, more than one that. off. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. Um, so you're, you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I just I, I it seems like something about this doesn't seem to add up. Like I think personally, I think that this is this might be the streamer. The bard is the streamer, mm-hmm. nope, and the no, streamer is trying to save face because he doesn't want to get he doesn't no. want to get he doesn't want to jeopardize his Twitch account, and he doesn't want to jeopardize his FF14 account. Streamer was on the OP's team. This person was on the opposite team so it couldn't be the streamer i don't know if they mentioned that how do you know that no, because they? they said they're putting on a show for their stream because their party was bullying me like he said my party was standing around and bullying me because and i know that they were putting on a show for their stream so i took that to mean that the streamer was on their team and was the one who that's still kind of an assumption i don't i don't yeah, i wouldn't go on, that because i don't feel like i specifically got that the streamer was on one team or the other right it just uh, to me it, it just said that there was a streamer involved in the incident mm-hmm. and I that's and if i had to guess if i had to guess i would think i would think that the streamer is the fucking bard and the bard is trying to to save his own ass. Yeah, all it says is what makes this worse is knowing one of the people involved was a streamer. So right. that just means that one of those seven people was a streamer, and they probably just automatically assumed, well, that makes sense. If someone's streaming this, they want to put on a show. Yeah. No, well, you, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe this isn't as cut and dry as, as as I thought it was, and maybe there's there's more information here somewhere. I don't remember seeing a link anywhere, so I don't know if, if the stream was trying to do it for necessarily publicity or, or anything like that, but um, I still think that a Nero, sh- or a Nero, that uh, <laughs> Square Enix... Please remove all names for confidentiality. Don't don't mention any 1951 DPS. I think you already can't see names in the feast. It just comes up as their class, right? 
You can see yeah. after the match ends, though. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. Okay. Yeah. Like my takeaway from all this is. Final Fantasy 14 players are all a bunch of Care Bears because why the fuck would you stop attacking if someone disconnects? Like clearly you're gonna get the win fight. when someone when you're down a member. Use so that you, power play, you fucking bitch. Take that win. Do you have any idea how awesome it is when you see like a lever or a thrower in like an Overwatch match? You're like, all right, twice as hard. That's, Push that advantage. That's free SR right there, man. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't pass that up. There's a mount at stake for crying out loud. <laughs> So wait, 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 wait. What happens if they don't come back? Do, do you just let the match count down? Whoever was winning at that point just wins? Oh, what? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to start fake disconnecting whenever I'm like, we have an advantage. Be like, oh, I'm disconnecting now. <laughs> Better not reconnect for four minutes. And we get the win. Easy. Fucking Care Bears. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like you've never played an online game before. I mean, that makes sense, but we don't really have any kind of insight into what the high level PvP is like. Like, for all, like, it seems like it's not there's a small, that's for sure. Yeah, it seems like there's a small community of people at the high level of feats that actually like to play fair tournament matches. So, those are the people who are acting this way. Clearly, you know what? You know what, Nika? There's an old saying all's fair in love and war and the feast. Really? Yeah. That's the saying? Mm hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Man, Man yeah. when I'm playing Hearthstone, like, if I start losing, I just take as long as I possibly can for that <laughs> off chance that they start disconnecting. And as soon as I see them roping, I pick up the pace real quick, take two turns in a row. They don't take a single one. Boom, in the lead again. Those were always my favorite matches when I did play Hearthstone, like, at work and stuff. Mm -hmm. When I would see people disconnect, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But going back to the actual topic here, I know I've mentioned this a couple times before, that I played Feast for a few, a few times and, you know, was able to communicate. And as soon as they cut out to communicate, I stopped playing. Because now I cannot go in and tell people, like, I'm learning. What do I do? How do I do? Like, I'm confused. Well, the fact like, that they use Hello Spam to let you know, all right, I'm ready to burst now, so start your countdown. Like, that is so ineffective. We should be able to say that in text. It's, it is dumb. And I, I, I feel like it's a very intimidating now going in, knowing that I cannot communicate. So I have quit it altogether. Yeah. They probably lost just as many people because now that they feel that communication is ineffective as they feared they were losing from people being toxic Everything. through the yeah. chat. Which doesn't even make sense because if people are toxic in chat and being bullied, then you have clear grounds to report them and get them banned from the yeah, game. Yeah, you have actual proof and screenshots now. Like, like, like this clearly is a situation where you could try to report your team for bullying, but the other team thought that... You know, they were just communicating. So it's this makes it's, it's just stupid. This muddies the water. Realizes this. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go to our phone lines and talk to Satori. What's going on, Satori? Uh, hey, is this is up? Uh, I don't. <laughs> and we just, I don't know. We just killed him. But Nini's been eaten. <laughs> Jeez. No, but it, I mean, I'm asking, is he up? I, no, I don't. we just killed him. It, you, got, you guys have been going to the race and killing him? I don't know what's going on. I, I, you already, he, the panini and the panera has been eaten. No, I'm, I'm, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I, what are you? What are you doing? Are you doing a bit? Is this a bit that we? You're because no one, no one knows what the I fuck you're we were doing. Making Eureka jokes because that's exactly what I was doing. Oh, he just left. No. Uh, <laughs> All right, good because I was going to be like dropping. Was that was that a year was that supposed to be a Eureka joke? Well, because well, the thing is, is that every five seconds somebody logs into Eureka saying, "Is Pazuzu up yet?" Because he's the final boss that you need for your relic upgrade. Oh. So every time, and then people have come up with so many names for him. They call him Pantzuzu. They call him Panini. They call him Pazuzu. Like that's there's so many names. Yeah. 
Gales aren't up, you jackass. Bed joke. Hashtag praise juxta. <laughs> so that's why I said the panini's been eaten because everyone calls him panini. Clearly, he didn't get the joke. But sorry, anyway. we haven't been to the final boss for our relic yet. If Nika out jokes you, then you lose. Sorry. Ouch. If Nika's the only one who gets your joke, yeah. Well, I'm clearly the only one that's been doing Eureka, so, Ouch. and I'm the one that probably hates it the most. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Wow. Yeah, Nika. I don't know what to tell you there. Nika, you're not. Uh, you're I got not my relic, al- so that's all. I'm. I'm not complaining. You're not allowed to hate the content, Nika. You like the game. So uh, let's talk about uh, this walk that Yoshi has gone on. Yeah. The, yeah. So apparently he, uh, he did a walkabout. Apparently. What? This is, well, this is something he actually does quite often. I guess he when whenever he streams like personally on uh, on Nico Nico, he calls them Yoshi walks, and that's sort of when he he visits different servers and you know talks to people and and does stuff like that. And he actually uh, revealed some interesting things about the future of Eureka as well as some other tidbits that that, that we'll get to in in a bit but one of the goals of eureka he says or the first goal of eureka we should say was to reanimate what it feels like right after the launch of an mmo which a i think that he he did pretty well right well the first day i would say not anymore (laughs) yeah like i i I would say yeah out of the gate it it was pretty close but then you know after three days everybody had every nm down to a science and yeah no and i really don't think again that they ever thought that this is what would happen just like when hunts came out there's no way this nm train is what was intended for this mm, okay Absolutely yeah not. probably not probably not but one of the things that i think is interesting is on last week's show that's one of the things that that we said to you nika because you're like oh well this is all it's going to be just the whole time it's blah 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 and we're like this is also just be the first step and what they plan on doing with each subsequent edition of Eureka is planning to expand it a little bit more and you seem to poo poo that pretty hard because they've never done anything like that ever before yeah, and I'm still doubtful even after reading this. Even so. after, even after reading this, when he literally <laughs> says, so when he literally so says vague. that they're gonna do that. Are okay, you let's, serious? let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. All right. So first of all, uh, Eureka will get an update in patch 4.3x. So that's that's the next patch. You know, some of us were were considering like, are we not gonna get it for like every other patch, maybe, or every we're half patch? We're definitely gonna get one every patch. It seems like that's at least what they may be aiming for yeah uh probably 4.35 and assuming whatever it was that delayed eureka to this point uh they don't have to worry about similar problems popping up and we don't continue to get backed up Uh, honestly i will be amazed if this actually comes out at least at 4.35 and isn't delayed i think Um, i think it's gonna be 4.35 that would be fine hold on it's what? gonna get an update in three point or four point three X. What are they gonna update about it? Just like mechanics or something? No, they're gonna Here add a go. new zone with a new boss. Yep, it's the the very next comment. Uh, the next Eureka area, and the word will replace whatever Animos is. Will have a few new functions and gameplay elements added to it. And he did hint at something that you can do solo as well. Something you can do solo, but you can also just plow over it with a train. Right? Well, and I mean, obviously, <laughs> see, now, now, now here's what I'm worried about is early on as we've been going, you know, prepping for Eureka. That's one of the things that they've mentioned is that you'll be able to both group up for it and you'll be able to enter it solo. And obviously, as it stands now, it's very difficult to do anything effectively all by yourself. Like, so I don't know if I should believe that going into this next area, if we will finally get the 
ability or the tools that we need in order to effectively do something solo like in their in their grand scheme if the solo part had always sort of like waited or or been sort of slated for the second stage or if you know we're gonna see basically the exact same kind of thing continue on it's like oh yeah technically you can fight stuff solo the word something is very very vague because technically now that i'm level 19 i can go in and i could farm anything that's like 17 and below solo and spawn nm solo if nobody else is plowing them over but would you be able to kill the nm by yourself the nm no but i could spawn the nm do you still get xp from those mobs where you could potentially farm your own um, they're close enough to my level i think so and you could definitely farm protean crystals that way yeah yeah that's what's Um, but i don't know that's obviously why would you ever do that one exactly the the train i mean yes yes that's that's fair obviously what do you guys think about this new a few new functions and gameplay elements mean juxta you were a little skeptical about that I mean, it has. I mean, it has to be something like. Do you, are they, my question is: Are they just going to abandon the elemental wheel? No, no. I think the elemental wheel no, is going to stay. Go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, then the next question is: Like, are they going to add more levels to your elemental this, this level? Is exa- this is exactly what I think is going to happen: Is that there's going to be a new zone? We're going to get. 10 levels maybe so we're at 20 now we'll get 21 to 30 and um it's going to be a new zone and there's going to be a new boss because um as i had mentioned to some people online before pazuzu is one of the four fiends from final fantasy mystic quest so my guess is there's going to be three more updates with a final boss um, for each relic final stage that's going to be one of the four fiends from mystic quest um and that is going to be there one for each element so we know pazuzu is gales because he only spawns during the wind the gales so the other ones are going to be like that's going to be the element that matters in the next zone. We're going to get the next nine levels. There's not going to be much that changes in terms of the core element of gameplay. We're definitely going to level up nine levels. We're not going to be able to mount until we finish the quest in there. We're not going to be, and then we're going to get like a magicite one or two times. That's going to upgrade us. And there's going to be more NMs the, kind of the same way that there is now. They could add another mechanic on top of that. But I think that the base is going to be the same, just kind of in a new zone, higher level. All right, so for first question that I have, and this actually, that, that assumes quite a bit, Nika. Um, a, a Nero, if, the, if they're going to have all four Mystic Quest bosses, and if they can keep to a patch schedule of 4.2, 4.3, 4.4, 4.5 would be our last one, then that would sort of bring us to the end of the expansion. And earlier on, Nero, you had theorized that sort of the way that they've gone about development, the way that they're stretching things out, is that we might be looking at a longer patch cycle. You know, maybe seeing like like a like a point six or a point seven through Stormblood instead of the usual point five, and then that's the end of it. Um, I don't think so. I mean, we're we're coming up on FanFest pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they always I, I, announce a new expansion at FanFest, and then it's like usually six months after that that we get hit with the expansion. I don't see it. I I, I don't. I, I mean, don't we see might us get, getting a point seven, and we might get like four point five one point five four, <laughs> like they point, did in like the last four, five yeah, four yeah, one yeah. four. Like we might, they might <laughs> drag the shit. Yeah, they might drag the shit out of four point five, but. I don't think we're going to get a point six. All right. So now, well, here's here's my hope, at least for the second step of of Eureka here, is that I would like to see some more complicated spawn mechanics. Yes. And and agreed. Y- you know, uh, right now it's just kill X monsters during whatever the, the weather condition or day. Of yes. Uh, and and you know they've added things like the Pazuzu feathers, which you need, which I uh, you know like I think that. 
if those items were used to spawn another tier of NMs that then you need to farm to be able to get items off of. That would also be a very interesting way to do it. It would be kind of cool because, you know, there's some people now that have like so many Pazuzu feathers more than they even have relics. Now, if you have to take that into the next area, exactly. that would keep Pazuzu relevant for those people who are mm-hmm. still trying to get their first level of relic because you would then need those feathers to spawn something in the next zone. That would be smart. Yeah. But will they do that? Probably not. Well, see, I think that, that, that a Nero here, he he's onto something a little bit more than what you are, Nika, because the, the fact that they said new functions and gameplay elements and not just expanding what's already there, if we literally just go and they're like, hey, look, 10 more levels, there's your new function and gameplay elements, that doesn't quite line up but if you're if you're advancing or or taking what's already there such as the pazuzu feathers and you're opening up so it's a lot more complicated so yes more complicated spawn patterns needing specific items the the fact that at the end of this relic stuff you only need one other specific item which is the last boss i don't know i feel like that's which kind you only, of a, only really need to kill once if you get if max you get gold, credit yeah. Yeah. yeah is is kind of a little bit of a letdown and, and and I hope that they expand that quite further in in the second area and I'd like to see three or four different quote unquote end bosses or every NM having some type of special item that drops along with whatever the the special uh, crystals well, are drops of that you have to get oh <laughs> yeah I got right um, it no, no I, but I also think that that I mean that's one interesting way that the system could end up changing but you know another thing that the relic system is usually very good about is at some point they allow you to allocate your own stats yes. onto the piece of gear so I think it's a foregone conclusion that we're going to get something that, like you that. You don't think that five material slots is their way of doing that? No. 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 I don't. I don't. I, because then where do you go from here, Nika? Like, like how do you continue to upgrade it if, yeah. if that's the end? I mean, just item just, level? Yeah, and the stats on it. No. I think it has to get more and more interesting as you go along. Yeah. Now, I don't I think. I hope so. I don't think that your material will carry over. So let's say you, you manage to meld all five of your. your oh, it never does when you sixes. upgrade stuff with material. Yeah. Ever. So you don't I think. Remove the material and upgrade it. I think that's the catch to, to still having those on there is that, yeah, you still have to spend millions upon millions of gil. Oh, it's yeah. not that much because you get sixes from lockboxes. Like, materia is so cheap right now. But I mean, but still, though, I, I, you know, the the notion that we could have a set of gear that we uh, whose stats that we could specifically allocate, I think that that is pretty appealing, and definitely, you know, keeps me engaged and wants to, you know stay current on upgrading those gear pieces because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that people really heavily heavily criticized last week about the system is oh well these pieces are only what 355 and yeah they've got the extra materia slot on them but what's really the point of doing this is the, is the materia slot really the only point in in trying to grind these pieces of gear out and i think no i think that the idea that they could become you know, either augmentable or customizable down the road, that possibility is fairly huge. Oh, that absolutely. Not even just from like a, a, a balance standpoint or like a progressional standpoint, but as someone who who's felt like there's no real reason to take pride in anything that you get outside of rating. If I rated, then yeah, probably it'd be cool to be like, oh, look at the stuff that I got. But the fact that Escalia was never very proud of it doesn't give me much, uh, much hope there. But if three or four patches from now, I have my fully upgraded relic armor that started way back at the beginning of Eureka. And it glows. 
whatever it does it's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to run around in that armor knowing that it's the same piece that i picked up from my jse quest you know how many months ago when i used to just be like oh that's cool too bad it sucks ass yeah because it was lower than the dungeon gear yeah exactly and now at the end of an expansion like like it may not last, you know, very far into whatever the next the next expansion is, but baby steps. It'll and, last forever in our hearts. <laughs> and for once, <laughs> right. Square Enix would have given me something that I can actually feel proud of accomplishing myself since the original Relic Titan fight. Like, I, I want to agree with you, but the thing is, is that it gets stupidly easy to get crystals and upgrade once you hit 20 or 19. Okay, so but... Like, ne- oh so I'm telling gosh. you, like, I finished Nika. my samurai weapon and instantly... Instantly just spammed enough crystal trade-ins. I have all I'm waiting for for my paladin relic now is um, my my Pazuzu feathers. Nika. So thinking back on my previous relics, though, I the, the grind for it, as boring as it was, I never ever wanted to do a second weapon. I said, fuck that shit. I, one grind is enough. I've already got two relics. At the I never end, wanted to do that. Nika, at the end, this is right. stage one of your right, relic. Do you remember what the very first stage was for your relic back in 2.0? What was the very first stage? Mm-hmm. Was it the fucking fake grind? Does anybody remember that being super hard? No. The, the Atmos? Was, yeah. Not, not the Atmos. The Atmos wasn't the first stage, was it? The Atmos were later well, I mean, on. Technically, technically so the if you first. Turned in your, if you turned in your one from the previous one, you, the Atmos was No, I'm talking about the 2.0 relics. You couldn't turn in your previous one. Technically, the first one in 2.0 was the Titan fight and all the stuff that came before that. Technically. Yeah. Okay, so besides the Titan fight, was all of that what you would call a grind? Well, going to 3.0, the first, or well, 3.x, the first uh, step for that relic was the Atma grind, and that was pretty soul-crushing at the start. Unless you turned in your other one. So, first, first, I'm, well, all I'm saying is that first stages compared to, like, when you had to do your books or when you had to do your light was not what I would consider grind-heavy. Right, but um, but like you're saying at the end, so if the final update is in four point or three, yeah, we're in four, right? Four point five five. Uh huh. If it's in five five, what's the point of having it? Like I feel well, that's I feel four like the, stages. If they're going to give it to us every single patch, that is no, right, four right, right. stages. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, like the relic, people get the relic because it's the best weapon. It needs to be five eye levels higher than the top weapon because otherwise, like I want to. The reason I'm currently keeping up with Eureka as much as I'm bored of it is to whenever it's finally upgraded or better than the raid gear, I'll have something to help me with raiding, which like, will be in gear. which will be in right. three point five five once the raid is done. Well, I've already finished the raids that matter, so what's the point in getting it? So and, well, no, and, and that is, I think, still for me to fight even, the uh, ultimate fight. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, maybe, maybe that will be what it's for. But I just feel like that there, there needs to be like right now. Yeah, it's shitty. It's 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 lower than the tome gear, but it has you know by five levels, but it has that extra material slots. I but think at some point it needs to balance out with the tome gear, so that way I feel like it's actually helping. I, I, yes, I agree. I agree with that. That instead of being five eye levels below, it needs it's to be even equal, at least. equal okay, eye level but, with the five material slots, which makes it just a little bit better. Right. And that way, it's actually helping me with rating, and I haven't set up to do Eureka over a mindless tome grind. I think that'll happen either in this next update and or three, the or the update after that. And point three X because yeah. it's it's three X or four X because yeah. it can't be better or equal to right now. Because what will they not do in four point three X? Ah, there yes. you go. Because we're not gonna we're not exactly. gonna get something better than mendacity tomes next patch right 
So next that's patch. That's true. So Eureka could pass it next patch. Yes. That's See, it. It, yeah. it's going to be equal next patch. As Let's long be as real. That, so, yeah, if it's equal but has the to, the, the material slots, that there edges it out. And I feel like as, as long as at some point in this progression, it I feel like it's useful for rating before the very final patch, then it's, use, it's useful. But I feel like if it doesn't equal or pass the tome gear or raid gear until the final final patch that's stupid all right so if somewhere in between if the progression reaches that i'll be happy that's why i'm keeping up with it now even though it's not quite better but that that final boost can't happen until the final stretch of raiding has been put out and the raid gear was the top gear for at least one patch cycle that's been square enix's pattern going all the way back to 2.0 yeah because if it's if it's better than the raid gear before people are really getting the raid gear I don't think it should be better then, than the raid gear. It should be maybe in between, like because like right now, because I mean, going with our current eye level, like our tome gear is three sixty and our rate is three seventy. If this was able to get to three sixty five, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but see, it, it definitely has to happen after the current tome gear is out for a minute because the fact that there's no gating mechanism to getting the relic gear. If it was better than tome gear, that's you true. wouldn't get any tome gear. So at least for a patch. Yes, it has to be maybe just marginally under, so it's a good gateway into Tome Gear. And then next patch, when you can upgrade it, it gets you as just sort of just under whatever the new rating gear is going to be. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Oaken of Balmong. What's going on, Oaken? Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's happening? calling in to talk a little bit about Eureka. Oh, you mean Final Fantasy fourteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The current meta, whatnot. So, my initial feedback on eureka was i loved the old school feel of it um it was very refreshing to go back to kind of camp based mob grinding that was my first day it was very refreshing the second day though <laughs> was kind of a dumpster fire in that dawn of day NA, two <laughs> yeah dawn of day two it was in a zerg train all, NA all of a sudden decided mm-hmm. to mass on one spot with 70 to 80 people half of them are like afk jerking off i don't know what they're doing and no, that's probably fair. Excuse me, that's we, call probably that, fair. we call that red mage raising. Thank you very much. Yes, meaningful contributions. Um, Thank you. But I think as I leveled a little more and I got to level 15 or so, I was using the party finder to make groups that would do a hybrid of X grind plus the NMs. And that was fun. I got to 20 pretty quickly. I don't understand a lot of the complaining about the grind being brutal. It's really kind of reasonable, it, I think, it, for many times. Yeah, it's not that bad now that you think about it. Um, if anything, I have concerns about the longevity of the content, specifically if they don't have any type of catch-up mechanic built into it. Um, because even today, I was helping a friend level on an alt. I was starting getting into level one. It was harder to find people doing that one through five leveling progression, but it's not too bad yet. Well, I think one of the things that had been talked about was a Magia board level sync feature. Yes, yeah, that was the uh, the next thing, and then that was one of the big things that I was also worrying about because since we could this be the new mechanic? <laughs> well, you know, we we compared <laughs> how things are happening right now a lot to to hunts with the whole train system, right? And even back with hunts, where you could even get left out of stuff because of zoning or lag or connection or whatever it is, after a few weeks when people were done doing it, you really had no chance of catching up. They said they're planning a level sync system so players who start late can catch up now they're not talking about the level sync. that was a mistranslation yeah yeah so they're, they said they're not talking about the level sync for nms but a level sync you can use anywhere and it says this was a mistranslation 
They rewatched the stream, and what they're actually talking about was a Magia board level sync, where your Magia board, or the amount of Magia sites on your board, is also synced during fates, and this is so you basically can't go back and zerg NMs down into dying into, like, 10 seconds. I am so surprised that this doesn't already exist, because, like, some occasionally now, like, the trains I've been in pretty much ignore the lowest 5 NMs, but occasionally they do because they still drop shit. So we make our way down there, we level sync to level 4, but I still have 5 Magia sites, which I don't get until yeah. 17. Yeah. So having that many magicites, even though I'm level four, is so broken. And like I'm actually surprised that that was such an oversight because now like there's people who are like on the opposite end of the map who are like, oh, I really need that Emperor's hairpin. I'm going to go for that fate now because I didn't realize people were even spawning it because I'm just on the train and you don't make it because things die so freaking fast. Yeah. And, like that really surprises me that they're like, oh, this is going to be a new mechanic in the next zone. Like, are they going to retroactively add it to this zone too? I don't know. The, well, oh, they would have to. Yeah, yes. because otherwise you're yeah. Yeah. Get even more powerful in the next zone but this only for me i think addresses half of the concern all right this makes it so that if you're a lower level and you're trying to get caught up things don't die before you're able to kill them that that's fine but how are they going to keep the first zone populated enough so that you know in a month from now if if, if somebody new comes in or, or you get there with a different character how are you supposed to uh, uh, farm as effectively as what people are doing now? Will you be able to? I mean, if you only have a party of maybe six or, or, or seven people, is that going to be enough to effectively take on some of the NMs or level up through well, it? I do think that they the, the NMs scale either based on how many people are in the area or how many people in the zone. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's, that's what um, fates So I do, do think you can take out... Like, some people I know... I was watching somebody who spawned a lower level one and they said they got it to 90% solo until the train got there. So I do think it is okay. possible for a low level group to kill those low level ones. Um, I also think that either after either after two more updates or maybe once the whole relic is out, they will then lower the amount of crystals. So right now you need like 800 crystals for that of course, final right, relic yeah. set. They'll lower it to like they'll have it or something. So that way you don't need to farm as much. The huge. Um, but I'm also hoping, like we were saying before, that they might add items or maybe use the Pazuzu feathers in this zone that will will then keep it relevant that you need to take that into the next zone. So that way it will keep bringing people back to the previous zones. I hope they do something yeah. like that. I uh, don't another one of the comments that they made uh, after this that, that I actually really liked it and shows that maybe Square Enix is starting to learn something is that they know that if they make it too convenient, Eureka will just turn into another or the usual FF11. So they will need 14. to FF14. 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 Sorry, yes, FF14. <laughs> I, I, this is already you, the new FF11. <laughs> um, the usual FF14. So they will need to find a balance that, that, that that's in between. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, part of of running an MMO is putting out content and seeing what your player base does with it, whether or not NM trains were the intended way to be able to do the content or not. They've Square Enix now knows the way that people are going to be using and interacting with the content. And I think that they've got to adjust for that, which means at least to me that you need more complex or specific popping mechanics to be able to make that happen. That's what I, at least that's what works in my head, right? If it's an item or if it's a, you know, if it's a, um, 
uh, I don't. I, I, you have to drag a condition. You know what I mean. Besides just killing kill stuff a type pops. of mob over and over again. You know what I mean. Like that to me gets that job done. But to, to what extent? Because even if it's items, then you then you just have people who who uh, a you know uh, a whole party gathers them up right. So you have eight, a party of eight. Everybody gets the item, and then you just call it into the zone. Hey, we're about to do eight uh, uh, pazizis. So everybody show up, and then they just spam all those down i think uh, well obviously it'll have a cooldown as uh, how quickly you can spawn them okay right. that that might also help too but, but i mean I like, think that we might even they might even look into revisiting the idea of if you're gonna do drops just a claim system no they i don't think his claim system would work dude a claim system can't work. What are you talking about? Like, like if you have the item and you pop something, right? If it's your item, only your party attacks it. No, I don't see um, that. Why? Uh, why? Why would? Why a, would they do that? If it's to keep the Pazuzu relevant, like say you need Pazuzu feathers. If if one person can just go and get the Pazuzu feathers and just spawn it for the entire zone, no one okay. would go back to the old zone. That's true. If it was your party, you'd have to actually form a party go and get the Pazuzu Feathers yourself and then go and choose, you know, which NM you want to spawn with it and that would be for your party. Yeah, because because I think the only thing about this, and, and unless, as you said, it was intended. Or, if, or, wait a minute, hang on, hang on. What if a pop item is what you need to be able to cue the, the uh, instance and then you go and it's an instanced fight? That's kind of cool, actually. What do you mean? All right, so uh, let's say, you know how uh, when you talk to the entrance person for Eureka, it pops the instance that it cues you into. Yep. Yeah. So instead of trading a, a pop item and spawning an NM in the overworld, you party up, you trade the, you trade the item, and the item is what, what fires the, the duty cue. Just like uh, when you hmm. diadem through the airship guy, right? In, okay, uh, Ishgard. Yeah, and then that way you could, you know, cap thirty or forty people instead of having literally the whole zone training behind a single person. What about the idea that in order to get a specific, let let's say, all right, anyone who wants can kill the popped item. You get XP and maybe these animals crystals. But if you need this specific item, such as the Pazuzu feather, you have to be trading an item. Or how about this? Let's get really creative with it. There are mobs that use draw in like Cerberus and uh, the, the Crystal Tower. Why not take it all the way back to FF11 with the Sandworm and have one NM draw you into a fight with another NM? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, like these are these are ideas that have been used in MMOs for would, 10 years you prior want to that this. To be like RNG so that like some people have to stay out and fight that NM and you get you maybe the lower level item but the people that get sucked in get lucky and they get the higher level one yeah, yeah. just just something that finds a way to break up the bring that zahox mail back <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get that no i, no, I, mean, I bought it at oh some point. okay all right all right so you're not salty over it or anything no, like no, that no. but just just some way to break up the monotony of the nm train because you you're right in here i don't think that that in their in their head was what, what their grand what their grand design was maybe they had an idea that this is what it could devolve into and they're like that's okay for the first zone because we'll change how things operate you, you know want to make it later too different on out of the gate yeah yeah i can okay maybe i you know oh i can't live saying this i'm i think i can give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt mm. a little bit dangerous words let's go back Th- by the way thanks uh Oaken, for the call we appreciate it let's go back to our phone lines and talk to ursa wintermain of fairy what's going on ursa 
Hi. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Hello. Just waiting until uh, this show is over so I can finally go to sleep. Ah. <laughs> to call in. Well, oh, thanks for well, calling. Thanks for calling. Where are you calling in from? Uh, from Vegas, actually. I from like i, I just met you guys okay. yeah yeah okay just, yeah, yeah right right we, we met at the yeah so you're going to bed at like two o'clock um yeah i quit my job a couple weeks ago and um my my boyfriend that was with me when i met you guys uh he works nights so oh okay all right you sleep. Sleep. so you sleep during the day then all right all right cool he's enough. actually asleep right now and I'm okay. Let's and I can it, hear him getting angry. Yeah, let's not wake him up. And uh, let's 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 talk about uh, Eureka. So, um, anyway, go ahead, take it away. So I have uh, like five relics and like two full sets of armor. <laughs> and at this point, um, I was level twenty a week ago. Um, at this point, I I don't really have anything else to do aside from like farm animus crystals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Eureka. I love the map. I really liked leveling up. Um, day one Eureka was so hard and I really liked it. I'm pretty sure that my party that I was with, um, with my FC spawned the very first, uh, Callisto spawn that had anyone had ever seen. And the whole instance wiped almost twice. And now it's a face roll. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like I, I like Eureka and I understand that like, as people get their drops, it's going to like become like, all right, well, like, what do I do now? But I hate most of the people in eureka (laughs) why i hate hate that people will bitch about having nothing to do while they choose to afk in the train like don't bitch about it being boring and having nothing to do if you were choosing to stand there if you want something to do that it's so much more freeing than the hallway dungeons like i'm so sick of people yeah. telling me that there's nothing to do in eureka when like you can do anything you can level up in any way that you can pull off you're just choosing not to like people are creating the problems that they're having with eureka by just standing there i agree like, but it's also problem- really hard to convince people to your way of thinking like i've been in a, quite a few groups where they're like okay like one group i was in we actually would follow the train then we would hop off about 20 feet to the side and kill something near the train that wasn't actually the yeah, train mob like you can, to get xp you and but, yeah. yeah you can but you the can thing is, is that so many the train without afking there and i i like right now like that's the only thing i do the only thing i have left to do is either spawn pizuzu and like do that or sit on the train and help spawn an ems because i don't i don't have anything left to do but i hate low level people or people who haven't done everything there is to do who are actively not doing anything and also complaining about it. that's i think the key right there yeah it isn't just that they're sitting around but that they're complaining about sitting yeah, around. Yeah, but the thing is then is that it, it's a hive mind. So then there are those couple people that are complaining. They're like, I want to go kill NMs or kill like mobs in the interim. But then being able to convince seven other people to go do that when they're like, but staying on the train is easier. It's, it's, it's really so hard. hard to get that. So yeah. it becomes this vicious cycle of yeah, a hive mind. Sure. And so like there are a lot of people, every time I join a party, they're like, yeah, I wish we could go do some NMs, but you know, good luck convincing people the entire instance of that. suspended for dragging mobs into AFKers. Uh, my my boyfriend was like spawning Pazuzu the other day and he was in a party with a guy who said that he just got off uh, like a four day suspension or something for dragging mobs into people who were like slash cheering on the side 
And okay, you know what? If they're actually actively AFKing and staring at you as you're doing it, yeah, fuck those guys. But okay, like, but to I be hate, fair, again, like, I, this is so boring. I hate doing this. I'm gonna let everyone else do the like. If you can't help spawn the NM, go do something. You okay, can but do, and then I, I, back I've got, later. I've got two counterpoints at this though. Two, one is that the mobs die so fast that by the time I get to them as a melee DPS, it's already dead. So really, standing on the side cheering is the best thing I can do at that point. That's two not the best thing you can do. That is definitely not the best thing you can do. You could be literally anywhere else in the zone farming mobs that are level appropriate that will give you experience. Right, except that by the time I get back to where the train is, the NM's already dead. So if I wander too far away, I'm fucked. Secondly, is that there are people in that middle level range, like level 10, who are like too high for like the lower level groups that aren't really doing much anyway but then not high enough for the high level trains and you just get stuck on the train and you go to these level 18 mobs and you can't even help because one step in front of them and it cleaves and you die so then the best thing you can do like i tell people when we go and fight poly because it's you know those those things have the big um the mono eyes have those big cleaves i tell people if you're below level 13 just stand up top and cheer because you are going to die the second you step down here so like but they're stuck on the train because no one wants to go party with them at lower levels so that's, again, that's I agree true. with you, it's, but it's, it's hard to no one like you can always find people, people to do basically anything. That's I was in um I queued into Eureka the other day. Uh, it was a party that was mostly full of um like my FC, and then um we were all on a call, and there were they were trying to spawn Fafnir, or Hazmat, um one of those two, and there was a level seven healer that was standing there, and bitching in party chat about how Eureka was shit and how like they don't even know why they're here when they can get better gear the gear isn't even better than the stuff they have already and then I'm like then why are you here yeah just get the fuck like, out then that's they were bitching so much and I'm like uh sitting like next to my boyfriend like watching him type in chat like then why are you here like th then go do something you can do so I logged on and i hopped instances like 10 times until i got into the same instance as them and then i shouted in shout chat at the healer like hey if you're bored go do something else and then they kicked that healer and i joined the party <laughs> <laughs> see because like, that's that's what you that's what you get when you afk and you don't want to do anything yeah nika see i because i was kind of in those shoes and in actually uh, a nero as well when uh, you and i partied that that one night uh sure uh, yeah two days ago you know we were you, you especially were severely under leveled we went to like a level nine or twelve fate and you were still level three and we spent the entire time dying getting raised trying to run it and get a hit dying and getting raised i feel like if you're standing on the edge cheering on as a low level person because you actually cannot participate without dying that's different from someone who's sitting there shouting this is boring this well, is bullshit yeah, I, I i'm leeching xp but it's fucking boring and bullshit and i want to do something else then I, fucking I, do something else like a while ago when there were not many people that were level 20 we wanted to spawn pazuzu and I'd only, I only I killed Pazuzu when I was 3k experience away from level 19. Oh, um, I did that too. It because sucked. he, yeah, he popped in. We just it felt so bad. Um, but then the second time I killed him, we spawned him, and we were looking for a party for wraiths, and uh, it was really hard to find people that were even willing to go over there and do it because everyone wants to kill Pazuzu and get the feathers, but fucking no one wants to spawn. No one wants to kill wraiths, and it's so frustrating. We had this white mage who the whole time. Like, we had to farm wraiths over, like, three different nights because we were the only party there, and the majority of us were not level 20. Like, the difference between tanking wraiths at 19 and 20 is huge. Oh, it is a big difference. You know, I was, it's hard to find tanks we, we in had, general. Yep. Yeah, 
we needed three healers on a level 19 tank, but I can solo heal um, a level 20 tank. Um, one of the things that... doesn't astrology on the wraith. Yeah, one of the like, things... This white mate was just bitching the whole time. And, like, we had to go, like, farm void skills because, we like, it was daytime and we couldn't farm wraiths. And we're sitting there and, like, we're kind of bored. So we're just kind of, like, talking, waiting for wraiths to spawn again. And we're like, oh, like, what gear sets do you guys want to get? Oh, like, this one. And, like, everything that we were saying, he's like, oh, that's shit. Oh, no, that gear set looks like shit. Oh, that's, this is bad. I'm so, wh why would I do this when I can go AFK and port? And I'm like, no one's keeping you here. Yeah, so long story short, negative players suck. But this does illustrate one of the, the problems that I guess I didn't fully... Uh, acknowledged the last time that we talked. You know, I, I mentioned that one of the reasons this is better than Diadem is the fact that in Diadem, you could literally just sit there and wait for the emergency mission. There was no way to actually make it pop. It was random. At least in uh, Eureka, you do have to go around and do stuff. You know, you, you know, you, you feel like you're doing it. And someone in the in the the chat last week had mentioned, well, you can actually still sit around and you know hold your dick in your hand and not do anything and wait for it. That's and your choice, though. It is your choice, but I also think that I and, or I hope going forward into the next area that Square Enix finds a way to address that issue. So as she's saying right now, like basically people want to fight Pazuzu, but nobody wants to put in the effort. They just think, oh, well, eventually somebody will pop it. Right. right yeah. And they can still benefit from it. And really, I hope that Square Enix finds a way to nip that in the bud. I mean, as long as you're referring specifically to level 19 people, 19 or 20, because those are the only people that can get Pazuzu feathers. You have to be 19. And I feel like what I've seen is I've been in the trains and there's like a ton of level 18, 17 people who might be doing decent enough DPS on the race. But there's no point in that because when Pazuzu spawns, they're not going to get anything from it. So they would rather keep on the train and, you know, level up on the chances that they will get to 19 before Pazuzu spawns. All right, that's so fine. Really, at least as long as you're something. 19 or 20... It, it, you really should be helping with the rates because if you, especially if you're 20, I mean, I just don't feel like you really don't need to. Yeah, no. So, 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 so what does Square Enix need to do to try to get people off of the, the, the AFK train? Yeah, the AFK train. Because, yeah. you know, I feel like there's a couple of, of easy fixes that they could do, um, you know, in terms of maybe boosting the output of XP for normal mob kills or um, proper level, like within level range. I, I don't know. Like, what it, what did they actually you know do what? to the system to try to alleviate how much of a just mindless mob train well, this there's, is? There's two things that I think are kind of wrong with its formula. Like they introduced the Isle of Alice, someplace that's supposed to have like the elements are in such disarray and blah, blah, blah. But yet it, it like methodically the weather changes like on the half hour or something. And people can see up until like, cause the weathers are also shared amongst all instances. So then you get people that are like, Oh yeah, we can look at this weather clock online and figure out that the next gales is going to be like four hours from now in every single <laughs> server. So like people know exactly when things are going to spawn. And also the fact that all the mob types are grouped together in the same spot. So Telus always spawns in the same spot. Pazuzu always spawns in the same spot. And I think if the mobs like shifted around and like, hey, the rates are up somewhere on the fucking map. We've got to find them. Shit, let's go find them before nighttime's over. That would make this a little bit more exciting. Hmm. Uh, it would add another layer of complexity to it. It'd make it a little bit like, more interesting. Like the weather should change a little bit less methodically and then but the mobs should move around. That still doesn't solve the problem of people who just sit around and wait for that fate sorry nm to pop up on the map and then they run up or then they run up to uh, obviously it would, require, it, it would require a little more effort to spawn them though because you wouldn't know where the mobs were at any given time but people would still just wait for the wait for the, the one or two parties who are actively trying to make it spawn make it spawn i think that 
and, and I don't know how you would do it because again I don't know what goes into any type of coding for what already exists in here but I feel like there needs to be some type of of system that that knows like oh this thing's you know that you've been fighting it for for five minutes at a half health anyone who shows up at this point maybe shouldn't get credit for helping fight it or something like there's a there should well, be a no, window that closes not, mm, but then what if you are someone who's on the other side of the map trying to spawn something and you don't get there till 50 percent because you're working on another mob i don't know I don't know. Maybe you would have to start creating parties and making uh, uh, priorities. You know, what is it that you actually want to try and kill today? Because if yeah, you're on the other side of the map the trying to spawn from. something else, then maybe you're not as interested in Pazuzu right now. I don't know. Well, I think I, I do think part of the problem is, is that regardless of what level you're at, as long as you go up and tag an NM, you're getting XP off of it. Yeah, but and, you're not getting full XP. Right. It's going to be way lower and you do not get any crystals or lockboxes unless you're within one level of the fate. Right. I understand understand that but it just seems to be that makes it the easiest way to level up as well there's right I, if there I, were I, other easier ways for like if you're lower if you're way lower than the fate it, it, that it shouldn't be the most efficient way still right like you know exactly. somebody's level five at a level 19 fate they still shouldn't be getting more xp from that than they would be at doing something you know, lower level or, or grinding. Right. Which, which would make, you know, party composition of, you know, who, what, what levels are in your party actually matter instead of, okay, here's three level 19s, two level 20s and a level seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it, 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 that shit doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It would make more sense if you had, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I do think that the level system, the level sync system is probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that way, higher level, uh, you know, folks can go help with lower level NMs, although there's less of a reason to do that. But I, I, I think that there needs to be some kind of, you know, e even more punishing, diminishing returns on the XP that you get if you're so far out of range of what that level nm is and they could also look at the fact because because I, I i thought that the way that uh the xp fell off when in a party like you have to be fighting stuff that are what uh, three four almost five five, five levels, levels higher than you yeah. yeah like when you're going up against something that you would think would be an even match because it's let's say you're three and it's four or five really not that much xp and it, it does become a lot easier to just follow those trains so maybe even making it so that leveling in groups is a bit more convenient or at least group is, xp is, is bonus equal. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like a group xp bonus right where if mm -hmm. everyone's getting you know the proper amount of xp like you had said like within three four five level range of what you're fighting that there would be some kind of bonus xp that comes I mean, along you with know it. you do get it up to like the the 30 percent but in in, in some cases i just i don't i don't think it's enough i feel like you have to take more risks right. in doing an xp party than you do following the nm train and why would the thing with less risk give you more reward right well and and i do really think that their nm system needs to play into some kind of tiered system where you mm -hmm. have to participate in the lower tier to be able to pop the higher tier wait wait what if what if in order to get credit for the monster, let's say that you're fighting wraiths, for example, right? So when you're fighting wraiths and and Pazuzu spawns, if you were fighting wraiths within a certain area or a certain radius, you get afflicted with a certain buff that basically says, hey, you get credit now for, oh, for you were creating helping. this monster. You are helping. So now you yeah. get increased rewards, or if you don't have it, you get decreased XP and no drops. It's not a bad idea. 
And I know, you know, Nikki, do you would say something, well, what about people in the side farming? Well, you can still go and get some rewards, but if it's the Pazuzu feathers no, you no, need I, specifically, no, then you should have been there with instead. The, with the end game boss ones. But the thing is with that one too, is that you have to farm the rays at nighttime and Pazuzu only spawns during gales. So it's possible that like the nighttime happens, you have to kill as many wraiths as possible. Then gales doesn't spawn for 30 more minutes. Like, is it going to remember who was there farming the wraiths? Even yes. Though it's been, 30 minutes. I, I would like, assume yes. that you had to be there when the spawn happens, but uh, you're right. I, th- I think that that type of... Because then why would stringent- you sit around for 30 minutes when there's nothing to kill? No, I, that I, would be stupid. I agree. I think that in the case of Pazuzu, that those type of stringent things, like, oh, it has to be nighttime, has to be gales, is is too finite, and it's not stuff that, that the players can affect. Like, by all means, make it hard, make it difficult, but in the end, I still think that players should be able to affect all of them, and however much... Uh, um, work they want to put in to spawning it however quickly should be on them but i mean you know especially when you have like gale's weather it's sort of like when you had the odin weather in shroud where it's just like a preconceived you know mm-hmm. oh, oh okay here's odin and i i think that's no, not exactly because well, if, you don't th- kill, if you don't kill enough rates and then gale spawns because won't spawn okay fair enough but still i think that square enix could uh, be a little bit more creative with the way oh, that, uh, that you know the conditions Agreed. under which these NMs spawn uh, could happen and uh, make it you know make it a lot more I, I do like you know having player player agency in there as a part of it um, but you know make it dependent on a little bit of both that you need player agency and a little bit of luck to be able to get it that's fine that's- too yeah yeah, and the, the chat is throwing out maybe some of the this possible solo content, some kind of leaves where it's like if you can solo kill a certain amount of mobs, you get a crystal bonus yourself. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. that. That's that's yeah, those are good ideas. Or maybe even still, then you can have like one mob, and it's different for everybody. Too. Like you'll have one mob you kill specifically yourself, and maybe you can have one NM that's special just for you. Yeah, but like isn't necessarily special for everyone else. So then you're going to want to create a party, whatever, with other people that have that mob to spawn that one or something. I just I also think that they could get creative with instancing as well, too. You know, now that you have this entirely separate, you know, piece of content um, that, you know, you could you could get really kind of creative with uh, with with how you use instancing. By the way, thanks, Ursa, for the call. We appreciate it. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, we want to hear from you. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash discord let's go back to our phone lines and talk to astral taka of lamia what's going on astral yo yo so everyone's talking about how to make you make it more interesting pve wise why don't yeah. you just added fucking pvp <laughs> to eureka don't go in and you can kill each other take your relic progress and your exp <laughs> oh god All that would be horrible different areas and now give up the afk leeches and make the normal monster trains way more easy way more interesting i kind of like this idea i mean we were talking about Utter a chaos. zone for pvp this, i mean maybe <laughs> this would make the pvpos way happy we all fucking want open world pvp and shit like that you know how many people would come to the game purely for that? So just turn Eureka into RuneScape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. It's a wild, wild west. I actually, I actually would be kind of into that idea because you know XP loss matters uh, so oh. much that uh, as long I, as you couldn't grief like level ones as a level twenty, no, like, fuck that. that. No, fuck everyone that. dies. Let's make a griefing zone. 
<laughs> Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Astral. Uh, we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Um, Only being able to PvP the people whose AFK flag pops up. <laughs> okay, there you go. You got AFK flag up. You are fair game. There you go. I kind of like that. That's that's kind of cool. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's a much more creative way to eject somebody out of the instance than just, oh, you've been AFK for 10 minutes. Leave. Bye. Get the fuck out. Uh, After five minutes, you just kill him. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're. I I I like that idea. Is like your your entire party is just gets madder and madder and madder at the one guy, and as finally his flag goes up, <laughs> and they just kill him He's out of jumping. the party. That but is the greatest. I do want to say though that because I feel like if if the community, you know, they're bitching about so many things, but if they have banded together over one thing, it's the fact that there is XP loss in here, and I actually love seeing the the kindness of people who will go across the zone to raise someone so they don't have to eat an XP loss. Like that to me, I feel like shows a little bit of the community banding together for a common purpose than I've ever really seen before. Like well, people can shout for raises anywhere in the world and no one gives a shit. You're like, yeah. man, this person's level 19. They're going to lose 25% of their bar. Like I'm going to go fucking raise them. Or like you're on the way to a mob and like there's an NM up. People will still stop to raise you so that you don't miss the NM and that you don't lose the XP. It, it, like that's something I really enjoy about that is like at least the people that aren't bitching are coming together. It's actually really cool to see because, you know, back, back in uh, FF11, I think so when people think back to FF11, most people don't like the idea of experience decay. It's very... Uh, uh, archaic and it's just kind of seems just weird that it's there just to have some random uh, uh, punishment for dying but after playing a game now for what like like three four years where there's no sense of danger anywhere like in anywhere in the game there's no danger in anything you do now that it's suddenly been injected in there the amount of people in stream that is like oh my god it's so refreshing to see people worry and like actually feel like they're unsafe it's 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 like a whole new sensation that people are feeling that they don't even i think really care about the mechanic itself they're just glad to be feeling something different yeah yeah it it disrupts gameplay it disrupts the normal way that final fantasy 14 players are accustomed to doing content and that's what i liked so much about it that's what was appealing to me about it right off the rip um i do you know it definitely has started to show some of the 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 things that hold it back as well but um you know i i just uh, I, I do think that as long as they continue to expand it and update it and and try to find new ways to challenge the player base, that it's going to continue to be interesting mm-hmm. and it's going to and the evolution of it is going to continue to be interesting. The other fact I like about it is is that um, Square Enix with most all of their other contents, uh, content and rewards uh, put an artificial gate, which is a time barrier, which is we've kind of all acknowledged that the reason that it's there is to keep people subscribed and to, oh, you, right, know, right, right. you know, keep like a tome cap. Yeah, the, right? exactly. Yeah. Like the tome cap or, or like the weekly the, lockout on raids. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a complete departure from that where, you know, we heard from Ursa earlier in the call that, you know, 
there's a lot of people who have multiple sets of uh, relic armor and weapons uh, because they've been doing this so much. It is. Even still, I'm not even 20 yet. I'm 19. I'm almost a 20. I got my samurai sword today. I've completed my samurai set and instantly I traded in enough crystals to get my paladin weapon. All I need is the Pazuzu feathers. Like, it's so easy to get relics in this. Like, it's almost kind of dumb. But the thing is, is that you're not limited by time. Correct. And that's the big, that's, I think, the big departure from from content organization that Square Enix is used to, where they've set a strict structure on what you, you know, what you can get out of the game every week. And, you know, for the most part, that's been okay. Um, you know, it's it's been fairly reasonable, that 450 weekly cap. Um, not that many people have been complaining about it, but when you give people the ability to grind something out, a lot of people will take that opportunity and mm-hmm. do it. And I will say that does keep more people in the zone. Like there are people who are like, I want to get sets for everything. Like and people like me who are like, I like to level everything, having this progression bar and then level all the things that I've leveled. I now can get a, a relevant gear set for like, for me, that's going to keep me going in even once I hit 20. Whereas if I really, you know, if it had that lockout, I'd get my first set and I'd probably never go back. Now, this is the same woman who first day was like, I can't even see a raisin to come back. Okay, in let me here. tell you. I get I my still... T-Rex mount. I'm okay, done. No, I get fair. everything that I need. Me, 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 that's me, fair. Me. I still I like this really high pitch and annoying sounding um then that's fair criticism of me but i i still think it gets repetitive and boring however my logic to this relic is that um i like the previous relics like the final grind stages were literally fight alexander one or fight garuda over and over and over and over and over and over and over you know until you die whereas at least as repetitive as this is it is different it is not as as repetitive because it's not the same exact circle boss over and over again. And right. it actually lets me do stuff with other people, which I find refreshing. Like which the, I've been saying the event, since the beginning. The event itself in the action of doing it is repetitive, but it, it is as it stands at such as such a stark contrast with everything else, which is either a hallway or a circle arena that leads to uh you know, more hallways, uh is you know, that's the part that is refreshing and feels like a departure from the rest of the game. And so and again, this is something that's that that Square Enix was very good at doing with Final fantasy 11 where assaults and salvage and uh, limbus and sea all and you know they all felt very distinct from one another and you were playing yes the same game across all of these different events but you were had different and unique goals for each one of them and it took time to learn and it took time to understand what was happening at every level in each one of those of different events and that's what i want to see square enix continue to do as they try to develop more and broad systems like this outside of just hey what's the next phase of eureka this was very good in that it gave us some a a a very different set of goals and and ways to achieve them from what we're normally used to well look at how the the xp decay affects something as simple as going from point a to b right because that's something no matter what you do that's a mechanic that's always going to be there whether you're in a uh, uh a dungeon going from first boss to second boss or you're trying to get from one nm to the other nm when you're going from boss to boss in a dungeon you completely zone out you fall asleep it's so boring because it's a predetermined path you've probably been down a million times and if by some weird chance you die you're 
party will finish it off and you'll teleport to where they are still asleep. Whereas in here, you are alert. You are watching every corner. You are freaking out that some mind flayer is going to turn around and see you and take away a quarter of your XP. And when you finally get to where you're going, you feel a sense of relief and accomplishment just for going from point A to B. You know what else I hope that they do? I hope that uh, to, in order to get to the second area of Eureka, that first you've got to go into Animos and that to even queue for the second instance, you have to do that from an NPC in Animos, <laughs> right? Like it's somewhere like, let's say that the, the equivalent of going into the sanctuary of Zeta, running to Romave, running through Romave just to get up, up into sky. Yeah. then sneaking your way through sky to where you need to be. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Just crag teleport. <laughs> but I mean, but, but, or, or have that ability to, be able to queue straight into the instance something that you earn from doing yeah. more of like the, the second like of the, the second one like the crag teleport yes exactly uh-huh. right like you you ease that as players earn it and it doesn't need to be unreasonable what, what like five levels in now level you can, 27 yeah now you can queue straight in right like i think that that would be i think that would be a really good idea and it would keep some people at least in animos or at least moving through excuse me through animos to be able to get um you know to the to the next stage and it would connect the areas in a way that would feel a little bit more meaningful and and purposeful Mm -hmm. than just oh hey queue straight into the second one and yeah nobody's gonna ever queue for the first one anymore which is again one of one of my biggest fears is going forward is how are people late to the game going to what are they going to see? You know, how is this going to yeah. exist in a few months from now? Uh, there are a few hot fixes they mentioned too. the 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 first ones are going to be coming uh, here at the end of the March. They'll include improvements to the gameplay and adjustments to the lockboxes. And they have another set uh, coming that will include adjustments to identifying the Animos crystals, making it easier to turn them into inferior crystals. I'm not sure because isn't it like random where if you turn an Animos, it's like it turns into one to five. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they plan on changing the way that works. Or, right now, you can only do one at a time. One at a time. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Is My. people have like two thousand these things and they yeah. do it one at a time. It's, okay. It is a pain in the dick to do okay. it that way. Yeah. Fair. So I think that yeah, doing doing multiples in one go was probably. Oh my gosh, catering to casuals again. <laughs> Steps of faith. So this uh, this next part that I actually wanted to read here is just because uh, uh, um, it's more for you, Nate. This harkens back to uh, an FF eleven Dark Knight thing. Okay. Um, I guess people were asking if they would implement the death scythe into animos somewhere why would they well probably just as like a a, wait actually they've already had a scythe glamour haven't they yeah yes yeah so i guess they wouldn't even necessarily need to do that but uh cash out yeah cash out but uh they said they would not be doing it uh they may do the black kota harde which is a body piece that comes off of capricious cassie but they also pointed out that capricious cassie is already in the game as a fate somewhere oh right yeah yeah yeah. but uh they were making fun of because the reason they asked it was uh death scythe hayashi which is i guess the current lead item designer's nickname because he was the one yeah that's right who created that that. yeah they sell people still remember yeah people still remember him and his scene his sins as the man who developed an overpowered scythe yes lols (laughs) as a regular nq crafted (laughs) item like it was super easy Mm -hmm. to get the japanese Um, never forget they don't they don't (laughs) Uh, so then, uh, there's also some other information that they gleaned from the stream that isn't, uh, uh, 
related to Eureka. Uh, Hayashi mentioned that there are some uh, secrets regarding minions that people still haven't, I guess, confirmed yet, such as some of the scions will interact directly with each other. Thancred, for example, will creep on Minfilia and move closer. <laughs> uh, the Calcabrenna minion dolls only dance when the other twin is summoned, and they won't dance with other oh, minions. We figured that one out. And apparently the Ultros minion uh, shows different reactions when poked by a male or a female character. Hmm. Ultras has always been skeevy with the female characters. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Makes, makes sense. Uh, Tentacles. This one I thought was important. People in the comments were worried that Yoshi P would leave the FF14 team because of his recent promotion to executive officer. We talked about this on our show when it was first announced. Um, but he told the company that he would only receive that offer if he was still allowed to work on FF14, and they did accept that condition. Uh, they also noted that Yoshi P has climbed up from a new Square Enix employee to his current position in only 10 years. Normally, something like that either would never happen or would take 30 or more years to do. That's Yoshi pretty impressive. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you can see your underwear during the Byaku falling phase. I have never noticed that. <laughs> When yeah. you're like falling and you're like, you know, from the sky, like Mario Party oh, like, mode. Okay, apparently that wasn't intended, but they thought it was funny that everybody on Twitter was uh, talking about that of all <laughs> instead things. of the fight itself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yoshi P also mentioned that uh, a lot of the dev members, they leave the company, or I assume they mean the workplace, as soon as their work is done for the day so they can go home and play Eureka. But Yoshi P himself is actually refraining from playing it because he feels guilty for the rollback issues that occurred after the release. That makes no sense. Yeah. If anything, he should play it more to make sure there's no more shit like that. <laughs> He's punishing <laughs> like, himself. Yeah, but punishing himself, like, oh man, I can't get this subpar gear. Like, what a punishment. Like, he should be like, I need to go in there and make sure that there's no more things that are going to happen like this. I can go in and see that people are just face bashing in the train so that I understand how it feels and can create a better system next time. And instead, he's not experiencing firsthand the NM train and doesn't understand like <laughs> what needs to be improved in the next one. So now that actually worries me more than I'm like, oh, what a good guy. Yoshi doesn't actually play this game. He, does, I, he, he has his he character does. that is public and then he has his private character. Which uh, we found Which out in this World stream. of Warcraft. <laughs> 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 Found out on the stream that uh, his uh, private character is actually an aura. Uh, and Death Scythe Hayashi used to work at a circus. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, one of the viewers said Yoshi P's Lala is ugly, and he was hurt by that comment. <laughs> but uh, Death Sight Hayashi agreed to it, and Yoshi P said, I will kill you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love it. Um, the Prince Penguin minion, the thing that comes from the, the Lords of Minion tournament, apparently the way that it moves around sometimes is by sliding on its belly, and that kind of makes me want it. Now, oh, stop it! A little bit, a little stop. bit. I don't. Why? Okay, well, it's pretty easy to get. <laughs> Maybe you Lords of Verminion tournament. Yeah, nobody does that. So yeah, top ten easy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see the next uh, ultimate fight we will learn of during the next live letter. So there's something to look forward to. Do we want to take twi- take quick uh, predictions on what we think the next ultimate fight's going to be? Um, new content or old content? Well, the, well, let's look because it's gotta the, last, be old. the last one was Alexander, and it made the ultimate coil of Bahamut. This is going to be we're doing Omega, and it's going to be ultimate Alexander. Let's no. be real. Nope. No, 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 Nika. no. Because no. see, first of all, they said that all content is open to ultimate modes. In fact, they almost did Titan as the first 
ultimate fight. So no, I don't necessarily think they're going to go in in some type of pattern. I think that they will probably choose something that is more iconic or more important to FF14. I'm th- I'm thinking because with what they did with having to fight multiple enemies, I see an ultimate ultima on the mm-hmm. horizon where you've got you know souped up versions of each one of the elemental fights that, and then after that you've got to fight ultimate that ultima would be an easier one to do because you already have sort of a basis on the fact that, that you see the the uh uh the the fuck are they called? primals primals yes you see the Jesus. primals <laughs> you see the primals in the fight <laughs> themselves so Oh, can can we double up on answers, or I have to make my own prediction? Uh, I got my own prediction. I'm going to wait until all you guys are done. All right, mine's I, the best. I'm. You know what? I, I think that that is pretty likely. But I'm going to say I want to see a Gilgamesh ultimate. Oh damn! Wait, wait see, was I that your? That, so what you were going to say? Kind of. Oh. yeah. The fact is though that he's only been available through Hildebrand, and I just don't think they would put him in outside of that lore. Ah, well, we'll see, won't we? Uh, I like uh, I like the suggestion in the chat. Uh, Ozma, Ozma would make for a good Ooh. ultimate fight, which, which is something oh, no. they've even that would be awesome. Yeah, they've even actually said that they had intentions That's of doing right. an ultimate Ozma fight at the last fan fest. That's so I could right. see that. I could actually see that working out. I could see that too. Yeah, I, I like that. Good job, chat. Yeah, my guess is going to it's going to be uh, a fight with Ultros and Gilgamesh. And uh, Kundu and Typhoon. Oh, jeez! Can they just, add one more person in there too? We just need one new person. Like, who's the Godbert. ultimate person? <laughs> Godbert. Yeah, the Godbert ultimate. Godbert. No. Fight. Yeah. Who's a stupid? Who's a stupid villain that would? I don't imagine is that villain. Zenos. Siegfried. Not Zenos. From Final Fantasy VI. You guys don't even know who that is, do you? Nate should, right? I'm just staring at you. Because it's so brilliant. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's perfect. No. Um. Uh. Also, apparently, uh, Teru, who is uh Glay, he was in charge of the theme song for Daddy of Light, invited Yoshi P to his raid static, uh, but told everyone on Twitter uh, that he wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> no, no, what, no. What he told is that he he promised them Yoshi P wouldn't use any dev oh, power. Oh, okay. Which okay. means that Yoshi P can't just go on his server and use dev powers to become max level. Right. He oh, has to level. oh, oh. I see. So yeah, Yoshi P has to level another character from scratch, and so they won't be raiding. <laughs> Until 4.5. <laughs> because he's like, yeah, Yoshi's going to join my raid static, and he's, he's not going to use dev powers. Look at that, guys. Wow. But, Does he have time for that? Jesus. Um, voiceovers are apparently recorded nine months before so, the actual So wait, release. that was that was uh, the guy from Glay who... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the guy from Glay was in charge of the theme song of Daddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so see. the guy, the yodeling guy. <laughs> That'd be the yeah. yodel guy. Oh, my God. Oh, ho! Oh my god, I had forgotten about that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for that. Um, also, for anyone still doing Sigma Scape, apparently if you take Kefka to the north and keep him there, you can bait his teleport to the south. Like, Does that count in Savage Mode 2? Probably. Yeah, probably. And uh, lastly, they said the next live letter will be for patch 4.3 preview part one, and his guest will be Foxclon. And as a global community producer, he will be talking about the behind-the-scenes stuff Regarding the community team, not the dev team. Ooh, buddy. Who care about that, though? No like, one. No one cares about like, the community team. That would be, I think that would... No, see, I think <laughs> I would care they enough. listen that to our be, shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm Shannon, sure. Shannon and uh, Arya, Ava. Uh-huh. I don't know the other one's name. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I think that's a good enough idea our for... List, like, our a, our a listenership is somewhere above... 
uh, fucking whatever show they put on. I think duty commence. Duty commence. Yeah, because they're called. commencing a duty. Uh-huh. <laughs> behind the scenes of a community team sounds like a good idea for a fan fest panel, not necessarily for a preview of a patch. <laughs> yeah. So if this is hold on, hold on. If, if, if we're getting uh, uh, it's a part. It just sounds boring. Just say it, Nika. It sounds trivial and boring. I mean, n- no, that, not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. It depends on what the con the content of it would be, but again, that would be something I would like to listen to while I'm like waiting in the merch line, rather than hoping for new information about the next patch. Like they, they just don't like they don't connect. They said the next live letter is going to be four point three part one, but it's not going to talk about four point three at all. Well, no, we don't know that. All he's saying <laughs> is that his guest is Foxclon, and part of the reason is because because of behind the scenes stuff. But here's my question. All right, so if it's going to be uh, uh, part one of a preview, we're probably not going to learn anything about the next Eureka because they're saving that for the half patch, right? That'll be its own preview some other time. So what exactly do you guys see us getting to preview? Uh, will Main we, scenario quest. Um, the next Evilise. Obviously. Next Evilise. Okay, the next no, Evilise. That, that's, that's part two. That's part I two. Actually, I actually forgot about that we're getting the next <laughs> Evilise. You yeah. don't think that'll be until... You think they would release an entire raid along with Eureka in... in no, no, that's just a oh, preview. No, I see. I think it's yeah the, the next part preview two. might so gotcha. they might not talk about it till part two but they'll definitely release Evilise the second one in four point three and then four point three four right they're right. also going to talk about uh, new swimming and diving areas they're adding shut up <laughs> no they will I already was mad I couldn't swim in the water what and they're gonna they should add they're, oh my <laughs> god Nika, <laughs> Nika you're this is the your, reason this that, is your fault <laughs> this is your fault. You are terrible. You are a terrible person. You're fired! Are, are we supposed to get... We'll get only one dungeon this next one dungeon, match, yeah. right? Because we uh, just yeah, got two. Yeah, because we got two in the last one, so Did we'll we? see that. Yeah, Hell's Lid and Fractal Hard Mode. Yeah. So, so this time we're going to get one... Because we're going to get MSQ, so it's going to be something to go with that problem. Hell's Lid was this patch? Will we yes, get... Yeah, yes. it was. Will Hell's we, Lid led into Biako. Oh, that's right. Will yeah. we get the next uh, uh, trial with Siryu or Suzaku? Oh, yeah, that's definitely... Mm-hmm. We're definitely you think, that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do, they, yeah. do they usually release trials every patch? Yes. Every other? Every patch. Every patch? Every patch. I feel like that would run out too quickly because then we'd get, uh, let's say, Suzaku for uh, 0.345. Okay, yeah, nope, nope. That, yeah. that, that no, would work. That, that would if, work out. Yeah. If they do one more and then they've got the last one, yeah. That N- would... Numbers numbers are adding up. Quick yeah. maths. Quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think Nika's a double agent. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it, it means wait, you're what? you're batting for Yoshi P and his stupid swimming and diving <laughs> bullshit. You know, Yoshi P, we we actually just had an entire episode where we talked about how much we like your new content and how much potential there is for it. And I'm it. giving you the benefit of the doubt, and then you got to go and add more stupid shit like fucking swimming. Nobody gives a shit about that. No one. You should add it so that we can synchronize our swimming in the um, group. Shut up. Nika. So we can take photos. Nika. Nika. <laughs> Why I will literally are you doing this? pay Senpai to throw boiling water on you. So it looks we like... We furnishing what? where we can swim in it. I, I, you know, I, I, think that, uh, I, I think that we may actually get out of Stormblood without any Blitzball. When would they add Blitzball? But, but because of diving, this is the perfect time to add Blitzball. Nope. I don't, don't think, think I don't think we're getting I don't think we're getting Blitzball. No. What's, you, hold on. So much what's what's our throwaway event? Like what's the Lords of Verminion of Stormblood then? It's got to be Blitzball. 
No, uh, I mean, is it possible that Square Enix maybe learned glamour to report. not waste their fucking oh, time? Oh, the glamour report. All right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But the glamour report is worth. Doing. It's actually, yeah, it's actually. Well, you wait, the glamour MVP, report. You get some like glamour, glamour fashion, fashion report. What the yeah. fuck is that? That's the one where you go up to an NPC in Gold Saucer and they give oh, you a, fuck off. a no, vague description. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. I do it. That's how you were talking about. I got a hundred percent this last time. It was awesome. You get. Up, you get an achievement uh, for it. You get you get furnishings and glamour that's unique to Fashion it, Report. And you get, the intelligent people are talking. If <laughs> you give fifty, k, if you give eighty points every week, you get fifty thousand MGP. It's Nika, awesome. Nika. All right, serious question for you. Serious question. When okay. literally everyone here is telling you to shut up because they don't want to hear what you're saying, why do you keep talking about because it? Because I'm trying to convince you it's good content. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not doing a very good job of that. It's saying. worth the MGP and the story. It's not story? I'm sorry. Did you just say story? Did you just Oh, end of story. Okay. Ooh, oh. I, was about I, I didn't to... say and story. I said end of okay, story. There's no, there to... no story in Bachelor I was about to go nuclear on you. No, for no, a no, second no, there. no. There's no story involved in it whatsoever. <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, no, but I, the glamour commodes were, were pretty. That was a pretty decent ad- mm, addition. I haven't having... even used it. Really? No, I'm like, not you only sure. get 10 glamour to, plates. Do you have to unlock it? Mm, don't think so. You just walk into your room and it's there. And it's there? Okay. Because yeah. I haven't done anything with it at all. I haven't even touched my chokeable saddlebags. Really? I, I put that. all my crafting materials into that. I haven't done that. I hate having like to go through an extra window to get there. It's starting to feel more like FF11 and not in the good way. <laughs> I don't like how people aren't talking about how when they updated like the the inventory windows that just fucked everything up for the large view. <gasps> it did. Oh, I hate that so much. Nobody is talking about that anymore. Yoshi P, we need a fix to this right after we get male cat girl or male uh, bunny suits. <laughs> That's never happening. It's never happening. But Yoshi P promised. You us. know what else he promised? Blitzball. Where's that at? Uh, he, he did not promise that. He said he was considerate because he. Oh, okay. Then that'll probably come before the bunny suits. They're still stumped <laughs> on whether or not they want to have it be one v one or team v team. You better be team v team. Why would it be one v one? Make it be more like you control your team. Oh, I mean, like in terms of how many people are playing, how many real oh, people? Oh, yeah. I would love control to one person, and you have like eight people playing versus eight people, or if it's just like it's one person mode, where one. you get to control. Like, oh my god, Nika, they can't even do one. You can't have both. Sure, they can. No, you can't, Nika. People don't even log in to do the actual dungeon content. You think people are going to log in to do 8v8 Blitzball? Oh, you know what we might get in 4.3? Isn't it expansion to which dungeons the uh, freaking NPC... Nobody gives a shit about that. Oh, what? Yeah, when but do you guys, that's why they're going to do it. What, is, no he, one what is she talking about? The, the squadrons. Squadron, oh, that's, what, it's, that's what it was. When's Deep Dungeon coming? Never. Mm. Tall dungeon. It's got to be. I think it's, it's tall got tower. Gonna be, it's going to be four point four or something. <sighs> When's yeah. tall tower so, come out? Hang on. So our our next patch is four point three. Yep. So I think maybe four point three five. Maybe no, that's when we're getting animals. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, sorry, Eureka. Um, they it's going to be on a main patch because. We're getting the the Evilise this time. I think it's going to release alongside the raid in the next patch. Well, why no, would they release on. it alongside it? It's a whole nother update they can tout. Or maybe it would be the next one because, like we were saying before, it's kind of the catch-up mechanic. So they might push it even later than that. What? How? How would you even put that as a reward? What? How? Uh, the the uh, weapon that you got out of the first. Ugh. Palace of the Dead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are so cool. I mean, they looked good. They were a good glamour piece, but they, like, were really? they ever really. But they relevant? were relevant for two weeks. Yeah. They were relevant for people who weren't 
who hadn't beat the raid already. Uh, no, they were relevant for two weeks, and then the new Tome Gear dropped. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. No, 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 not even the new Tome Gear. They unlocked it so that you could uh, get multiple of the, the items, right, the gears, in order to get your Tome Weapon quicker. Right. So, I mean, if they even did Palace of the Dead, would they have to... It would just be a leveling mechanic. You think it would just be level for oh, yeah. leveling? Yeah, basically. <sighs> this so mean, no. and, and, like, some bragging rights. I think there Maybe will be some bench stuff. in there. I think there will be some stuff, but it won't be gear and weapon because that I feel like with how accessible Eureka is, that would be silly. So it would over the rewards wouldn't be as mm, no. You know what they might do because the, what that weapon could be is you wouldn't make it as powerful as whatever the current final step of the relic is. But, but for anyone for right for anyone who doesn't want to do the relic but needs a step up in that direction, they would still okay. Get it. All right, so well, yeah, so for maybe so someone many... who 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 uh, missed Eureka Animos, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I get you. But there's so many people in Eureka. I just feel like the, that would mean that the people that would want to do it for the reward would be so small. Yeah, but I mean, it, most people do other rewards. But most people did the first Palace of the Dead for leveling anyway. Yeah, for the XP. Yep. You yeah. know what I think they should do? Since this is, oh, damn, no, it wouldn't be Palace of the Dead. That's why it's going to be something different. But I think that they should put, instead of, like, because remember, they just had the fucking bench at the bottom of the original one, right? I think that they should put something that's more lore related or, or lore implicated at the top that really makes people want to be like, I need to get a screenshot next to that like for example had they put a undead harshafont at the bottom of palace of the dead the amount of people that would want to get to floor 200 for that would have been astronomical they need to move harshafont's tombstone and put it at the top of tall tower <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> that somebody go well, get I mean, it, go get it back oh we're uh, digging that bitch but up you know that that is something that i liked about palace of the dead is that the, you would be able to see random npcs that died during the storyline even some from 1.0 that had been thought mia oh, you could I, find them in palace of the dead i know who's up there lady iceheart <laughs> just Stop full that. of bullet holes <laughs> she is stopped she's stopped for a very well, long hold time on. By this, hold on by, by this point she's decomposed so it would just be like a skeleton with her clothes filled with bullet holes right okay that's fair all right no, cool and, and maggots you don't think she turned back into lady right, her clothes wouldn't be billeted up because she didn't get shot as with her clothes nika shut up <laughs> well he's got a good point there nika you do <laughs> need to shut point up there that's a perfect point. You need to shut up. No. But yeah, it isn't going to be Palace of the Dead. It's going to be Tower Tall, to tall, tall Tower. Tall, 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 tall Tower. tower. That's what it's called. Tall Tower. Is that actually from an FF? Like, I can see, like, an FF2. No. They yes. had a Tall Tower. No, I there, don't. There is think, one. I don't think so. It's in Final Fantasy uh, X2. I've played ten two. There's no Tall Tower. Nobody's played that game. There's that, no, there's that 100 <laughs> floor thing that was Bevel, but that was it. That was like, but that was underneath. That was like going down to the basement. It's in Final Fantasy Mystical Quest, which nobody has ever played. Actually, you've never played that. I have it. I played ten minutes of it. Oh my god, it's it. Mirage Tower. It's perfect. You know, if I try to search Tall Tower Final Fantasy, I just get the Castle Mark Tower in fifteen, which is not the same thing. It is Tall Tower, but there is no Tall Tower in Final Fantasy. So, answer would be no. Then, <laughs> what does Google know? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's going to be it for uh, Limit Break Radio today. I want to thank all of our callers, uh, Astral, Ursa, uh, Oaken, and Satori. Thank you guys for calling in. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, good talk about Eureka. I think that, you know, as long as Square Enix keeps up on updating it and doesn't, you know. What? Uh, 
Stay tuned after limit break radio for the Rogue's Den Eureka featuring Rallo Randis hashtag praise juxta. Rallo Randis? Rallo Randis? Sounds like Scooby-Doo trying to say your name. That is Scooby. Um, anyway, but uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to be it for Limit Break Radio today. Thank you to all of our callers. Uh, LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. And visit that for uh, old episodes, a full archive of the show. Uh, and, uh, and, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can get uh, the latest episodes delivered to your phone, your mobile device, or your desktop each and every single week. You can do that at Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, thanks, guys, uh, for for tuning in today. It's been an interesting discussion. Hopefully, uh, Eureka definitely uh, ends up panning out. Stay tuned, by the way, because coming up next here on Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, we're going to play our show that we recorded out from the opening of the Allied Esports Arena in Las Vegas. It's it was amazing. It was a really fun time. We had a really great time. We got to uh, talk to uh, Judd Hannigan as well as some other CEOs out there and uh, we, we invite you to stick around that's going to be live for you here coming up next at twitch.tv slash limit break radio that's going to be it for limit break radio this week I want to thank my crew Nika Kayanian juxtaposition and Kahlo Landis I'm an hero keep listening Limit Break Radio is a production of Limit Break Radio and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Mary Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music from this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs> <laughs>